today on It's Time. Now, friends, I know we don't want to admit that. But when we live in a supercharged sexual era where you can't even turn on your toothpaste without some girl half naked trying to sell you toothpaste, we got an issue. Welcome to It's Time, the daily Bible teaching program of Mike Kessler, pastor of the River Christian Fellowship in Twin Falls, Idaho. Today, we're going through the book of Exodus. So turn there in your Bible and follow along with Pastor Mike. Well, one of the things we understand is that God does these things in our lives. And again, when we realize that we have a world that doesn't know God, they don't see things the way you do. They see the things the way the flesh does, a non-born-again experience. And so he says to us that we have a tendency to be lazy, or we have a tendency to overwork ourselves. And this is really a problem because if you don't take a day of rest, friends, you know what I have found? I can speak from experience here. If you don't take a day off, your body will make you take a day off. I believe a lot of illnesses are caused by simply we don't get the rest we need. And that's one of the things that a doctor will tell you. The first thing they'll say, do you sleep at night? Well, no, I can't sleep at night, or I'm always too busy to do that. You're angst up, you're all wound out, and the problem is we don't rest. And when we don't rest, our body breaks down and it gets sick. I do believe that there is a direct coalition between getting the proper rest we need and our general health. I think everybody can do that. Have you ever noticed that, you know, you've had some issues in your life? Maybe you've been traveling. You don't get the sleep you need when you're driving along. And you get to your destination and you get sick. Why? Well, you haven't slept for two days. That's why. Your body was designed by God and God knows what it needs. So he says, let everybody have a day off. Verse 11 For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that's in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. I like that. Now, something really important here we find a lot. Because it says, in six days the Lord made the sea and the heavens and the earth. Why is that important? Well, people say, well, there's a verse in the Bible that says a thousand years is a day and a day is a thousand years. So maybe God created like more like evolution, like over a period of thousands of years. Wrong. If you look at the creation order, you realize that God made the plants before he made the sun. So we have an issue. If it was thousands of years, all those plants would have died. Second of all, the word here in the word for day is the word yom, and it means a 24-hour period. What's well, hard for God? If he wants to create the whole heavens and the earth in one word, he can do it. But he showed us there's an order to make something. We need to remember that as well. There's an order in which if we have a desire for something, that there's a formula or days or there is a, a, a pattern that we follow to do that. 
That's okay. And the other thing he says here, he says, um, he rested. Again, that rest is important. There is a pattern that God follows, and then he rests. And by the way, this is why I completely reject what's called the gap theory between Genesis 1-1 and Genesis 1-2. God created heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void. Darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Lord said, verse 2, well, there was another whole world, and there were cavemen and dinosaurs and all that stuff, and it all perished. And this is where all the demons came from. It's the the spirits of the cavemen. That, I mean, they go to the stratosphere on this stuff. It's not what the Bible says. It says clearly here, in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth. That's what it says. And they begin to interject stuff. Oh, it's called sensationalism. It tickles the ears. Ooh, really? Well, it's not what the Bible says. Know how to defend your faith. Six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth. Again, the word for day there is the word yom. It means a 24-hour period. He made the sea, all that's in them, and rested on the seventh day. By the way, I do believe God created the earth fully mature. I do believe the world went through a terrible cataclysm during the flood. I think that's really important to remember. The first miracle physically Jesus did when he began his earthly ministry, he turned the water to wine. Everybody remember that one? And there's endless dialogues. Was the wine alcoholic or was it not? That is not the point. The point is is that Jesus took something new and made it appear to be old. It takes time to make wine. In fact, even the guests said, most people bring out the best wine at first at a party, and and you brought out the best at the end. Because he said, when people are well drunk, they don't care anymore. But he said, you've kept the best for the end. That's what Jesus, the first Physical miracle that Jesus did, he turned the water to wine. He made something new appear to be old. The first miracle we find in the Bible, John tells us, all things were made by him, speaking of Jesus Christ. Without him, not anything that was made was made. The first miracle Jesus did concerning us is he created the heavens and the earth and very possibly making something new to be matured. I don't know, but I I can rest in that. Now, we begin to deal with our relationship with each other. And again, more of the psyche of man. Let's go. He says, okay, verse 12, honor your father and your mother that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God is given you. Uh, it's one of great commandment. In fact, it comes with a promise. If you're good to your parents, notice what it says in the part of that, that your days will be long upon the land which the Lord gives you. It pleases God for us to take care of our parents. It just does. Friends, to shove them off sometimes in an old folks' home, when every day they just sit there and stare at the door, hoping that their kids will walk through the door. What a terrible way to live. You know, there's a promise that God says, I'll do for you. And there's nothing worse than neglecting your parents. It comes with a promise. And God wants to bless you. And he wants you to remember your heritage and who you are and the fabric of what society is made of, of taking care of our parents. 
shows a heart. It shows a kindness. It shows that it isn't all about us. And by nature, we don't care because God has to remind us to do these things. You shall not murder. Now, some of your Bibles will read, thou shalt not kill. But the real word in the Hebrew is thou shalt not murder, having premeditation to do someone harm. Very clearly in the Bible, God spoke many times to go wipe out the Amalekites or the Hittites or the Jebusites because of their wickedness. That's different. Well, that's a contradiction in the Bible. No, because the word here is the word murder. And it means a premeditated thing. Now, this is why the Bible says, bring every thought captive to the mind of Christ. Why? Because if you have hatred for somebody, that can turn into action. And the action will then kill someone. That's why the Bible says, don't let the sun go down on your wrath. If you've got an issue with somebody, moms and dads, kids, hey, listen, talk it out before you go to sleep. Don't let the sun Go down on your wrath. So important because again, this tells me the nature of man. We're capable of murdering. Do you know the first family, and I'm not talking about who's in the White House right now, but the first family, Cain killed Abel? Yeah, used the semi-automatic rock that was an immediate thing to try to ban all rocks. No, the first murder was done without modern warfare. Because man hates man. It tells me by nature we hold grudges. And if we don't get that taken care of, it can wait at the door and destroy us. Thou shalt not commit adultery. That means not to be sleeping with other people's spouses. Kind of a distant, almost Victorian age mentality that is in our society today, but God hates it. Why is that? It destroys the family. It destroys kids. It destroys your ability. And it can lead to your death. You look in the, in, in the news. How many ex-spouses kill their current spouse's lover? It is scary, friends. God doesn't want you to have a cursed life. He wants you to have a blessed life because you're important to God. And so again, dealing with relationship, it tells me by nature we're adulterers. Now friends, I know we don't want to admit that. But when we live in a supercharged sexual era where you can't even turn on your toothpaste without some girl half naked trying to sell you toothpaste, we got an issue. That's a problem. Because what it does, it changes the focus from what's best for us and what's best for me to really what you want is what you get. It will destroy us. He also goes on, and here we find, thou shalt not steal. Tells me by nature we're thieves. And every door that ain't locked when no one's around, I say, jailers for sailors. Yes, my album's going on sale. It'll be in the hallway when you leave. No, just kidding. But that's in our society. It's like it's okay when every lock that ain't locked when no one's around. It's okay to steal. Watched a program the other night on TV. This girl felt fully justified to steal from her company because she wasn't getting paid enough. Listen, that's stealing. 
You see, this is really, when we look at this, this is what is necessary for society to exist. And this is what's necessary for you to have a peaceful life. Now again, these are requirements. These are legal laws here, friends. But Jesus said you can't fulfill them. In fact, there's no anywhere here you're going to read that if you do these things, you will earn eternal life. I don't know where people get this. The Bible says, in fact, Galatians says, the law that we're reading is the schoolmaster that brought us to Christ. In other words, I realize, as I see these things, I realize something. How many things do you got to steal to be a thief? Just one? Have you ever stolen anything in your life? Candy bar from the store? Hey, they won't mind this if I... And I realize something. We're thieves. We're adulterers. We have other gods. I like to worship what I see. Well, he says here, God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. Ain't that good to know? I don't have to steal because God's going to take care of me. And, if, and, and I really like seeing the miracles of God, how he takes care of me. You need to go buy something and you see a yard sale. Yeah, I'll just stop there and you stop there. And here's a brand new one still in the package like right there for a quarter. You go, wow, God, that's awesome. God supplies our needs according to his riches and glory. This is one of the great things about how these are filled, fulfilled in the spirit. If you love God, you're not going to be cussing him out. If you love your fellow man, you're not going to be stealing his wife. If you love your fellow man, you're not going to be stealing from them. See, all fulfilled in love versus rules. And again, I, I, I use this illustration because it says it so well. You see, two men on mothers or, or on, on, uh, on their anniversary in the card section in the local drugstore, and they're both picking out cards. And then a casual observer would say, oh, look at those two people buying cards for their wives. They love their wives. Well, on the outset, it looks like that. But one man is there. He's not really in love. He just doesn't want to eat burnt dinners for the next year. So he buys his wife an anniversary card. The other one truly loves his wife. And he's actually going through and seeing what the card says to a wonderful friend. No, I mean, that's what kind of stuff we, we do. We don't read sometimes. Well, that's a pretty card. Guys are like that. Ladies, we're just dumb like that. Well, it looks good. <laughs> what does it say? I don't know. Didn't take time to read it. I signed it. The point is, is this. One person can be there because he truly loves his wife. The other one is there out of obligation. It looks the same, but it's not the same. These laws are fulfilled in our love for God. And because we love him, he fills us with his spirit. We love our fellow man and realize that God's going to take care of us. Verse 16. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. Oh, there's a lot of ways to do that. Tail-bearing is one of them. Being silent when we should say something, when somebody's cutting somebody else down, when we say, well, you know what? There by the grace of God go you and me. Sometimes we can, we can uh, bear false witness by just our silence. Sometimes it's slander. Sometimes it's lies. 
When we're not, when that person's not there to defend themselves like a sniper in Vietnam, when their GIs are getting picked off, no one knows where the bullets are coming from. Well, that's a lot of times what slander is. That's a lot of time what lies are. You don't know where it's coming from. You just know people are talking bad about you and you have no right or no, no ability to defend yourself. So we want to be careful to not bear false witness. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not cover your neighbor's wife, nor his manservant, nor his maidservant, nor his ox, nor his donkey, nor his Porsche, nor anything else that's in your neighbor's house whatever it might be. Why is that? Again, God's going to supply for you what you need. You are not your neighbor. God's got a separate plan for you than somebody else. So all God's called you and me to do is say, okay, Lord, put in my life what you want. Take out of my life what you don't want. Blessed subtractions. Jesus is mine. Well, that's true. Because sometimes we find ourselves acquiring things that we don't need. Again, because he says, don't covet your neighbor's house. I remember years ago, my mom says, well, if you're going to covet, you need to covet the Christian way. And I said, what do you mean? And she said, well, this is the way you do it. See, nobody knows this. You look at the person and say, I want what you got. And I hope you get a better one. I really want your house, and I hope you get a better house. You know, I mean, that kind of thing. But the point is, we can be happy in him. God supplies all of our needs according to his riches and glory. I can rest in him. By nature, we're selfish. I want what you have. You don't think this is part of the Olson nature? Well, we can all go into the nursery right now. We can take one toy and say, okay, kids, this is a cool toy. Put it on the floor. Now, the whole floor can be covered with toys, but it doesn't matter. I want that one. And the minute one kid picks it up, that's the one they all want. If you have kids at home, parents, you know this is true. They want, and they will fight over anything. I mean, there can be really nice remote controlled dinosaurs. And they'll fight over a piece of paper or a, a, a part of a cardboard box. I want that. Well, I had it first. No, I want it. I'm going play with something else. It's amazing to me. I look at that. I go, how do you guys do this? And then God says, it's just like adults. No different. The Bible says the heart of man is desperately wicked above all things who can know it. Again, Jesus said you must be born again. That's why. Because it's not within us to live righteously. There's something within us that this Ten Commandments that we read is the manifesto of the old sin nature. It wants what it wants. It desires to worship. It wants what our neighbor has. We don't care if we lie, cheat, steal. We just want what we want. That's the old sin nature. God says, I've come to change you. I've come to change your nature, come to change your heart. And unless a man is born again, he will not see the kingdom of God. That's how important it is. So what does God say then? 
If you believe in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, you'll be saved. Not the Ten Commandments that save me. It's that he changes me and puts his heart in me. You know, by the way, all these things in the Ten Commandments, this isn't the first appearance of them in the Bible. Really, honestly, it isn't. Because it's written on man's heart, the Bible says, God's law. You know what God wants. You don't want somebody to kill you, so don't kill somebody else. You don't want somebody to slander you. You don't want to slander somebody else. See, that's God's heart that's been written on ours. But we're unable in ourselves to do what God wants. That's what the Bible says. There's no good thing dwells in the flesh. I need help. And so do you. And so Jesus, the Bible says, the Bible says, I'm going to send you, Jesus said, I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit that's going to walk alongside of you. Literally, that's what it means. The comforter will come. And the word comfort there is one who walks alongside of us to help us do what God wants. Now, who is the winner in doing what God wants? You are. I am. Why is that? Because first of all, you're you're not going to have somebody crawling through your window trying to kill you because you're with their wife. You're not going to have somebody pulling a gun out as you're trying to steal their car. You're not going to have God angry with you because we think we're God and we don't need his help. You're the winner, but I can't do this. God says that's right. So you need my help to help you love God and love your fellow man. Friends, that's what the Holy Spirit does. That's what's so cool. I can't do any of this. But God can. And God changes our nature. That's what Jesus said. You must be born again. I can't do it. But God says, I'm going to help you do it. (laughs) I like that. I got something for nothing. Well, it cost him everything. But the free gift of eternal life is yours this morning if you need it, if you want it. This morning, the Bible says, if we'll repent... He'll come in our life. He'll change us. By the way, as I look at this Ten Commandments, the Bible says if you violated one part, you violated it all. How many murders do you got to commit to be a murderer? Just one. How many lies do you got to commit to be a liar? Just one. How many, um, how many uh, things do you got to steal to be a thief? Just one. We're all sinners. We all need to be saved. I can't keep this. But God says, with my help, changing your heart in love, you'll be able to. When you realize, I want to take care of you, bless you, show you who I am, all those things, I go, wow, God. It isn't by the law, it's by love. I want you all to have a love relationship with God. Because that's what's going to make the difference in your life. Because when you're loved, you can love. You won't be pouring from an empty vessel anymore. This morning, if you've never prayed and asked Jesus to come into your life, we're going to pray right now. And you can ask God to forgive you of any violations that we read here today and to born his spirit into you so you'll desire to do the things that God wants. Not that you have to do the things God wants. Big difference. So if you need to pray, let's pray. It's time to repent. It's time to come home to Jesus. Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. And I invite you into my life today. 
I'm sorry I have lived my own way. From this day forward, I repent. And I want to live my life for you. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Change my life. I believe Jesus died on the cross for me. His blood covered my sins and rose from the dead to give me life evermore. And so now, write my name in your book of life. I never have to be scared of dying ever again. I know where I'm going when you call me home. And Lord, let me serve you with the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us on It's Time as Pastor Mike teaches verse-by-verse through the Bible. If you've missed a program or would like to catch up, you can do so by getting it from the It's Time podcast in the iTunes store or by downloading it from the It's Time website at theriverchristianfellowship.com. On behalf of Pastor Mike and the rest of us here at the River Christian Fellowship, thanks for listening. And tune in next time for It's Time.